A Christian today has almost limitless ways to evangelize, to share the gospel. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. And with us today is Pastor Joe Jackowitz, the president of First Love Ministries and the pastor of Christ Bible Church in Pleasanton, California. We're talking with him about the various ways that we as believers in Jesus Christ can share our faith, whether it be through our conversations with somebody or by displaying a sign of faith, like Jesus Saves. Pastor Joe, could you talk about just how far our conversations or efforts, such as a sign, can travel and have a great impact? Well, when you talk about having conversations with people and using signs or placards or handing out tracts, we're really talking about the tools and forms of personal evangelism, the responsibility that we have as Christians to share the gospel. But in answer to your question about our efforts using signs and conversations and other means to spread the gospel, this relates to our responsibility to evangelize or to tell others about Jesus Christ and his salvation. You know, in our day and age, we have tons of options and ways to share the gospel that our forefathers did not have available to them in the first century. Everything was done by word of mouth and by their lifestyle alone in the first century and up until the 15th century, when with the advent of the printing press, actually the 16th century. But when the printing press was invented, the possibilities for evangelism skyrocketed with the different formats and dimensions that one could create from paper. You could bring forth books, posters, uh, brochures, tracts, booklets, cards, and other print matter from the printing press. But when you add the invention of the telephone and the cell phone and computer and email and texting, the internet, social media, and digital media of all platforms and formats, a Christian today has almost limitless ways to evangelize, to share the gospel. So the Christian then has really no excuse for not sharing the gospel because of lack of opportunities or the variety of ways and methods to share the gospel. The biggest thing believers lack, really, in the end, is desire and will and motivation. But the Bible says that we are to share the gospel. For example, in 1 Peter 3.15, it says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. So, or to always not only be ready in terms of people coming to us and people we engage in conversations, we're to always be ready to talk with them about the gospel, but we're actually to proactively go to them and share the gospel. And of course, we can bring our posters, we can do street evangelism, open-air evangelism, all different kinds of ways to share the gospel. We read in Mark sixteen fifteen go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's every believer's responsibility by way of sharing the gospel. And there's all kinds of methods and ways we can do that. There's many different channels. But the Bible says, 
he who wins souls is wise in Proverbs 11.30. And when we talk about lacking the ability to do this, it usually comes down on the side of the desire. We need our desire stirred up. We need a burden for the salvation of souls stirred up. We need the love of Christ to be inflamed afresh in our hearts that would drive us out of our of our comfort places and to share the gospel as we read in 2 Corinthians 5:14 for the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one died for all then all died and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and rose again So we don't live for ourselves, we live for Christ, because when Christ died for us and we became saved, we died to ourself, our will, our desires, and our priorities, and therefore from that time forward we are to live for Christ, for for him who died for us. And part of that Christian life that we are to live for Christ is taken up in large part in sharing the gospel. And we have so many different ways to do that. We just need to pray as Christians every day that God would rejuvenate our love for Christ. He would stir us up with love for Christ to compel us to go out in love and with joy to share the gospel. Oh, yes. Going out with love and joy, as we're told in Isaiah 55, verse 12, that says, For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Yes, and we'll return to our visit with Pastor Joe, Joe Jackowitz, in just a moment. So don't go away. We have some thrilling examples of God using our efforts, big or small, to share. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby. That's all one word and Bobby is spelled B-O-B-B-I dot com. That's Connections with Rich and Bobby dot com. There all of our podcasts are posted along with all of our contact information. Also, you can connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, post on Instagram, tweet us on Twitter, or listen to our program on Pandora. So now... Let's return to our visit with Pastor Joe Jackowitz and our talk about sharing our faith in Christ. And you can never tell how far it's going to go. I mean, one thing that came to mind while you were talking was we had interviewed this gentleman before, and he was a Christian brother, and he told us this story of uh, how someone had come up to him and said, you don't know it, but God used you to uh, help me to be born again, to be saved. And he said, how is that? He'd never even met the person before. He said, "How, how did God use me to do that? And he said, well, one night I was in a bar and you had come in apparently to witness and you were sitting there and you talked to the gentleman and the gentleman didn't really seem interested. The one who was sitting next to you didn't really seem interested in what you were saying, but you went through and you told him all about being born again. And it hit me. He said, I was sitting way at the end of the bar and it hit me and I took it all in. And he said, so the Lord used that to save me. 
So, you know, we don't have any idea how the Lord is going to use what we say to anyone, you know, but what comes to mind, uh, Pastor Joe, is that verse that says about how God's word does not return void. And we may have no idea of what God is using it, but it's our job, I guess, just to get out there and to spread the word. Exactly. That's a great illustration. God doesn't necessarily need us, but he uses us in spite of ourselves. And we need to be wary of and careful not to rely upon methods and techniques. The most important element of evangelism that bears upon the effectiveness of our outreach to the lost is living a holy life. When we walk with God with a clear conscience, and when we really have clean hands and a pure heart, the Holy Spirit works more powerfully in us and through us, through our behavior, through our lifestyle, which makes our words very, very powerful. And mm-hmm. we can speak into people's lives much more powerfully if the Word of God is going through our minds, if we read and meditate upon it, if we have a daily time of prayer where we keep short accounts with God spiritually and we make ourselves available to the Holy Spirit, and you would be surprised, just like the illustration you gave, Bobby, one word from a person that is filled with the Holy Spirit and in total submission to God, walking with God in a path of righteousness, God can use one word from that person, a glance, a look, to slay them spiritually, to bring conviction Mm -hmm. down on their heads, and direct them to Christ. I can't tell you how many times in my own life and in historical accounts that I've read and other believers I've spoken to where so little was done to share the gospel. It was just a word here or a godly Mm -hmm. example there or maybe a real small tract or something very weak and small, and God used it and turned it around to be like a volcano in that person's life, to arrest their attention, and to draw them to Jesus Christ. I remember the story of my good friend Michael Snyder, who is a Jewish believer in Jesus Christ. And way back in the early 70s when he got saved, he had come to the end of his life, at the end of himself. He was miserable. He was feeling very guilty. He was a millionaire, had much material possessions and money. He was a Jewish stockbroker in New York on the New York Stock Exchange. And he just was fed up and tired. He wasn't happy. He was empty with all of his possessions. So he booked a hotel room, went to the hotel room, and just began pacing the floor and just began to pray, God, show me the truth. Show me the way. And lo and behold, he went to the window and he opened the curtain His hotel room stood exactly parallel to the roof of a rescue mission where there was this large neon sign flashing, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. (laughs) And that's all he needed to hear. Two words, the noun Jesus and the verb saves. And he fell on his face, believed in his heart in Jesus Christ, and cried out and trusted for Jesus Christ to save him, and he hasn't been the same since sure. probably 50 wow. years later. You know, it's just amazing how the Lord does use his word that, as Bobby referred to, Isaiah 55, where it says that his word will not return void, but accomplish God's purposes for which it is sent. Yes, and you know, Rich, 
Everyone is saved differently. That is, the circumstances are slightly different from one believer to another uh, among everyone who has ever become a Christian and become born again. Everyone's salvation is different. But the one thing in common among others that we all agree with as Christians is that we know that when we got saved, it wasn't because of us and it wasn't because of knowledge or intelligence or someone's winsome personality. God has a way of showing every Christian when he or she gets saved that it was by his grace alone and he confounds the pride of man. He, he shows us that his strength is often made perfect in our weakness so that we can never yes. point back after we get saved to say, well, it was that about me, or it was my gift, or it was my money, or it was my strength. God shows us there's a part of the way in which he saves us that speaks loudly about God alone being able to do that, and we could have never done that. Praise God for his love and mercy, as we're told in Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Yes, there's no boasting here, only indescribable gratitude and joy. And we thank Pastor Joe Jackowitz, the president of First Love Ministries and the pastor of Christ Bible Church, for sharing with us today. And we hope to have him back on future programs. He's such a wonderful and gifted communicator. So keep watching and tell others to join us as well. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby. And we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, if you've missed a program or you'd like to hear this current one again or to invite others to listen, just go to our website at connectionswithrichandbobby.com. All of our programs are there. And all of our contact information is there as well. So do take a moment to let us know about you. And we'd love to hear what you think about our programs. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening, and remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby.